Welcome to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Hey, friends, welcome to the podcast today. I'm Jenny Catron, your host, and as always, excited to spend a little bit of time with you this week. And uh, today we're going to talk about a subject that I am particularly fond of. It's a subject of habits. And if you know much about me, I am very much a creature of habit. Um, I wake up at pretty much the same time every day. If my alarm is not set, I'm still going to wake up at 5.30 a.m., I'm going to get up, I'm going to go for a walk or a run, and I'm going to come back and I'm going to do my morning routine, my reading, reflecting, writing, etc. And then I'm going to jump into the rest of my day. And that is my habit. I am pretty predictable. You can expect that that's, that schedule is going to be similar, whether I'm at home or I'm traveling. I am just a creature of habit. I like that sense of routine. We all have habits um, and habits both good and bad, don't we? Right? Like I also have a habit of I like a really nice cup of tea every morning. That's not that bad of a habit, but uh, it definitely is a bit of a vice for me. I love a good Countess Grey cup of tea in the morning. That is one of my favorite things ever. I also have a bit of a sweet tooth. So every evening after dinner, I want just a little treat, just a little something. That's probably not so good a habit. So we all have habits and some of those habits are good. Some of those habits are bad. But what I want to talk about today is our organizational habits, because while all of us have personal habits that are both good or bad, and hopefully we're all trying to find and create good habits in our lives, there are organizational habits that we have as teams and as groups of individuals working together. There are habits that we have organizationally And they significantly influence the culture of our organization and the culture of our teams. And uh, so I want to talk about that a little bit today, because I think it's kind of an interesting conversation for us, especially as leaders who sit in positions of influence within the organization. What kind of habits exist and how are they shaping our teams, maybe for good or for bad? Now, you may have heard of this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It has sold over a million copies, just a really fantastic book about uh, habits. And, uh, And so one of the things that he shares in the book is something called the habit loop, that there are four stages of habit. And so he kind of talks about these four stages and how they kind of create this feedback loop that helps reinforce our habits. And so um, without kind of trying to over explain it, I'll just give you a quick little flyover. By the way, if you haven't read the book, I highly recommend it. Just a really helpful look at habits and how to be intentional to create what he calls atomic habits, tiny changes that lead to remarkable results. But this habit loop that he speaks of uh, there are four stages or four, um, yeah, four stages. And the first of which is there's a cue. There's a cue that triggers your brain to initiate a behavior. So something is just cueing that you need, you know, you need to do something. That cue uh, leads to the second step, which is a craving. What you crave is not the habit itself, but the change that it delivers. So there's a cue, something that triggers it. And then there's a craving and you're craving 
the change, you're craving something from that habit, uh, then that leads to a response. The third step is a response. And the response is the actual habit you perform. So the cue is, I want to be healthy. And so I'm going to, uh, I'm craving being fit. I'm going to go for a run. The reward is I stay fit, right? So then that's the fourth step is the reward. I'm not going to camp out on this, but I think the habit loop is kind of interesting to pay attention to in that there's a cue, a craving, a response, a reward. And basically that creates a feedback loop, kind of an endless cycle that just reinforces the habit, right? So it kind of just keeps us... And you've heard all the research about you know, how if you do something so many days, and there's varying research on this, but if you do something for so many days, you create a habit. So you can see where this whole habit loop thing comes into play. So my question for you today is in relationship to your organization and to your team, what are the habits that exist? What habits are a part of your culture? Which ones are good? Which ones are bad? Because here's some of the stuff I've been reflecting on when we think about this from a team dynamic is that your organizational habits do a few things. I think the habits in your organization define what's important. And, you know, again, um, this might be intentional or unintentional. There might be habits that you have within your team that might actually not be great habits, and but they're unintentionally communicating that things are important. Or you might have really good habits that do reinforce what's important to your organization. Another thing is that habits really direct what gets done, right? So if you, so for example, this podcast, for my team, um, I have a responsibility, our habit, here's our, here's our routine and our habits. I have a responsibility to make sure that the podcast is recorded uh, on the Wednesday before it airs. I have to get it to our podcast producer. I need to get the files to him by Wednesday so that he can make all of his adjustments he can get them back to uh, Ashley on our team by Monday so that she can take notes and get all the show notes together so that the episode can air on Tuesday. And so that habit is really important for us to get the result that we want, which is we want to create great content that is in your podcast feed every Tuesday morning so that you can anticipate that you're going to get an episode from us. And I'm hoping that it's part of your habit that when it shows up in your feed on Tuesdays, it's part of your habit in your routine to listen to the podcast and hopefully be encouraged as a leader, right? So that's an example of a habit that is directing what gets done inside our organization. Another habit of ours is every Thursday, our weekly insights goes out to you. And so there's a, you can back up from Thursday on all the different pieces that have to happen to make sure that we can habitually deliver our uh, weekly insights to you on Thursdays. And so those are just a couple of examples of habits that are uh, intentional because there is a specific response and reward that we're looking for uh, because it is aligned with our goals as an organization. So habits both define what's important. They also direct what actually gets done and another thing that they do is they teach your team how to behave. This is kind of that like sticking point when it comes to the cultures that we want to create. You know, that's one of our big mantras here is helping create healthy cultures, teams that are aligned and effectively working together. That's one of our great passions is helping to equip you to do that. And this is where habits come into play because habits teach your team how to behave. So let's think of something as simple as your meeting structure. If 
you are intentional and you have good habits in your meeting behavior, then you are teaching your team what's important, um, what needs to get done, and then how they should behave. So let me give you some habits related to meetings specifically. Let's say that you have a weekly staff meeting. In your weekly staff meeting, what do you cover in that meeting? Because whatever you're communicating and with whatever consistency you're communicating it is teaching your team how to behave. Whatever you're modeling as a leader, whatever the habits you have in the, in the meetings that you facilitate is teaching your team what to do, how to behave in the meetings that they facilitate. So if we come in as leaders haphazardly to a meeting and we don't have a clear agenda, we haven't set that agenda out ahead of time, we kind of meander through the agenda um, and are not purposeful, we are communicating that that is okay behavior in the meetings within our culture. And then our meetings become very ineffective. People get frustrated and we kind of actually create this habit loop that is actually a negative habit that is perpetuating poorly run meetings within our organization. And so the habits that you build as a leader around these key items, and I think meetings are a really key habit in organizational behavior. And we probably could take a whole nother episode on that. So I'm not going to kind of totally unpack that and tell you how to uh, conduct your meetings. But what I want to tell you is to start just paying attention to what are some of our habits day in and day out within our organization? And what is that telling our team about what's important? What is that telling our team about how we should behave? Um, Here's another note. Um, When I was reading Atomic Habits that really stood out to me when it comes to organizational culture, he says that habit formation is incredibly useful because the conscious mind is the bottleneck of the brain. Now, he's talking about individuals, right? So habit formation is useful because the conscious mind is the bottleneck of the brain. So the more things individually that we can create habits for, the less we have to think. You've heard the term decision fatigue, right? And so, you know, for me, like that morning routine, I don't have to think about my morning routine. It is my habit. I don't have to expend mental energy. I can give my mental energy to other things that need more attention. I can run that game plan. I can do my habits of get up, uh, work out, read, and and I can just engage that process. And I know that that process is life-giving to me. I don't have to spend a bunch of mental energy because that's my habit. I just, that's just what I do. Um, you guys all experienced this when the impact of the pandemic first moved us all to work from home. And that all of a sudden, all of our routines were disrupted. And every one of us had to rethink the simple things, right? You didn't do your same morning routine because now all of a sudden you were working from home. The kids were at home. Everything felt like it, and sometimes still feels this way. Everything felt like it required extra mental energy because it did, because you didn't have habits that worked anymore because everything was disrupted. And so you were having to more deliberately use your conscious mind, which becomes the bottleneck of the brain, as James is saying in Atomic Habits. The same thing applies organizationally. And this gets me really excited from a culture perspective, is that when we have good habits organizationally that reinforce the values, beliefs, and behaviors that are we want to be true of our culture, those things become part of just the subconscious of our organizational life. Like everybody intuitively understands the habits that they need to engage that are consistent and congruent with the culture of your team and how you want everybody to think, behave, and work together. 
And so then it frees up that mental space for your team to give their time and energy to the things that are actually important for innovation, decision-making, et cetera. What we want to do when we're setting organizational culture, and I hope all these dots are connecting like they are for me in my head right now. But what I hope this does for us when we're talking about organizational culture is it helps us understand why we can't just create some values and kind of move on. We have to build the habits that make our values, beliefs, and behaviors that shape our culture, that make those a part of, that we create habit loops, that make them a part of our everyday life as a team so that they become part of just our subconscious behavior, freeing us up to give our conscious minds to the more strategic work that's ahead of us. For me, this light has light bulbs going off all over, and I hope it kind of connects a few dots for you. Because what I often see happen is that organizations talk a little bit about shaping culture and they might do a little bit of work around that, but they don't really build in the habits throughout you know, every uh, nuance of the employee journey, like every different place of engagement that our team members have in their journey as a staff person and just throughout the rhythms of our organizational life. And we, so we don't build those habits in related to our culture and therefore, we get really frustrated when a team member kind of acts incongruently with what we feel like is culture, but it's because we haven't helped build those habit loops that make the essence of our culture uh, just a part of our, our regular rhythm, part of our habits. That's probably enough said about that. I hope it's got your wheels turning because there is a ton there for you to be thinking about. So what I want you to do this week is I want you to notice your habits as a team. Like, what are some of your habits as a team? What are your habits around meetings? What are your habits around communication? What are your habits around how you make decisions? Just pay attention to your, just how you go about your work as a team and notice what habits you have, which habits are good, which habits are not so good. Um, what do you reward? Because ultimately, the whole dynamic of the habit loop is built on this idea that we have habits is for a reward. That's just kind of how we're wired as humans. And so what gets rewarded inside of our culture and what habit is kind of leading to that reward? I hope that gives you a little something to think about this week. I think it's really powerful to take a look at habits, not just from a personal standpoint, but from an organizational and a team standpoint. Like what are the habits that we really want to create inside of our organizations that help build the cultures, reinforce the culture that we want to be true of our teams? I'd love to hear what you're, what you're learning or what you're observing or what you're seeing. So just email me, jenny at getforesight.com uh, because I would love to hear what are you noticing about the habits within your team. We're super excited. We have some new stuff coming mid-October that is going to be a fantastic resource for you in this uh, idea of building great culture and creating the habits that reinforce the culture that you are desiring for your team. So stay tuned for that. It's a little premature. I can't quite let you in on it just yet, but I am super excited for some of the stuff my team have been working on to help you build a culture that is aligned, effective, and working exceptionally well together. Because if I know anything about what this year has done for all of us, this pressure of crisis has revealed what is true about our team, both the good and the bad. And you know, you, you probably reacted to that when I said it, because you see it. You see the health of your team and you see the unhealth of your team. The good and the bad of us has, has come out through the pressure of this season. 
And it is such an exceptional moment and a a critical moment for us as leaders to help really define what is the culture that we want to be true of our team? What are those beliefs and behaviors that we really want to reflect how we think, behave, and work as a team? Because one of the things I know and I'm seeing repeatedly is that our teams need to be stronger and leaner than ever, right? Like we don't have a lot of margin. And so our teams being leaner, but incredibly strong is going to be key for us to continue to thrive and flourish in the days ahead. And so anything we can do to help you in that, uh, we would love to. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Give me your feedback. I'd love for you to share this, rate, review it, et cetera. I know I say that every time, but honestly, guys, it actually is really, really helpful. That's a habit loop for us is that when we hear back from you, that helps us know what's working, what's not working and how to better serve you. So if you would um, rate, review, share it, all of those fun things, that is an incredible help to us so that we can keep serving leaders in the best way possible because ultimately our desire is to help cultivate healthy and thriving leaders that are leading healthy and thriving organizations. And we want to equip you with the foresight for success. So come back next week and uh, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.